0: So, we're live once again. Today's show, we're going to be talking about the new report that came out today that Warner Brothers could be developing DC films for HBO Max. And we're going to find this creepy YouTube channel I recently stumbled upon called Poppy. I don't know what the hell it is, but we're going to find out. So, (laughs) let's get the intro going, shall we? Phone just went off. (laughs) Anyway. It's kind of fascinating story about the DC films going to HBO Max sorry about that it was announced of course that the launch of HBO Max would be in May 2020 and Warner Brothers are likely to do likely to start developing big budget films for the digital streaming service and the idea of it is really interesting and really cool concept. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like going to the movie theaters and stuff, but it's such a headache to go to movie theaters, because you're surrounded by people, You're trying to enjoy this film. And it's hard to enjoy a film. Because. You are. Surrounded by people. Who. You know. Just. They talk through theaters. You know. They whisper. They talk a lot. And. You know. You're. Trying to enjoy this film, <laughs> and you really can't. But for me, I think it's a great thing because, I mean, here's the thing about it: going to the movie theaters what cost ten dollars, and HBO Max is going to cost fourteen ninety nine per month. They're already going to be making money off of it. And whoever will sign up. Existing HBO Now subscribers who have already signed up will get access to HBO Max with no additional charge. So. I don't have HBO Now. I. I haven't gotten it yet. I got the DC. It's kind of weird though. Because I got DC Universe. And I got Boomerang. And. I would, I would be pissed. Like, if I paid, uh, seven ninety nine for DC Universe, and all of a sudden be like, "Oh, you can't watch DC Universe anymore because it's merged with HBO Max." It's like, you know, I gotta ask them that question. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna message. HBO Max or Warner Media Warner Brothers Media That's where I'm going to go. I'm going to message them real quick. That plane's pretty low. <laughs> <clears throat> hmm. Damn. Can't message them. I'm going to message them on Messenger, just ask them that question. Hold on, I'm writing this question real quick, so bear with me. phone real quick because it'd be easier if I type but both my hands instead of one so bear with me Hello. Anyway, I'm back. I sent the question to Warner Media about the DC Universe and HBO Max because it's really confusing. Because if you're like me and you pay 7.99 for DC Universe, and all of a sudden, like they end it, and you have to go to HBO Max where you have to pay 14.99, it's going to be kind of frustrating for someone you know who already paid their monthly subscription for. DC Universe, and with all the money and time you put into, you know, paying for it and paying for Boomerang and other things, you're going to be kind of aggravated. You're going to feel like you've been cheated out of, you know, money for that. So it's a question, yeah, you know, because it's interesting because with DC films now. Rumored to be streaming straight to could be developed, you know, for HBO Max with all these films. Like, it's interesting and exciting to see that instead of going to the movie theater to watch, you know, the next Batman film or the next Aquaman or Shazam or Wonder Woman, you could just. Watch it on HBO Max instead of getting up and going to the movie theater, which kind of takes the fun out of it. There's the good, and there's the bad. <laughs> the good is you don't have to pay a lot of money to go to the theaters. The bad part is, I mean, you know, you go to the theaters, you can't get popcorn or whatever. And I know a lot of people are like, well, you can make popcorn at home. But no, a movie theater popcorn it's special. It's special. Something about the movie theater popcorn. Same way it goes with like popcorn at a theme park. It's special. Something about it. They must be putting something in it. I don't know what, but bear with me. It's good popcorn. And sometimes you get those collectible popcorn buckets or, you know, um, soda cups or whatever. It's awesome. And I like it. I like the movie theater aspect. You could just go to the movie theaters, sit down, watch a movie, eat popcorn. <laughs> it's fun. But HBO Max is kind of interesting because you could just relax on your bed and watch a movie. As lazy as that sounds. <laughs> but. For me, I, I, I like the you know the rumors of it. Like they already uh, sorry they already greenlit a Green Lantern film in the works with uh, HBO Max. Greg Berlanti's back, but Green Lantern and a lot of people are like. What do you mean back? Greg Berlanti did the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds. And we all know how that film went. (laughs) Oh boy, that was a really shitty film. So. Anyway. I don't, I'm not for it. The Green Lantern film. Because here's the thing. I know a lot of people are going to be thinking I'm a jerk. But I am so fucking tired of Greg Berlanti involved in every DC show. I am really tired of him. I feel like every you know damn DC show, they always have to go, like, get Greg Berlanti. Get him on the show. And it's like... They put a lot of money and time. And they always put a lot of support. And like, Greg Berlanti can do this. like, they already announced Str- Strange Adventures with Adam Strange. The Green Lantern Corps. It's always annoying. That they have to get Greg Berlanti into it. And of course they announced the other show, um, DC Superhero High. I don't know what it's about. I actually look more forward to that show, <laughs> as weird as that sounds, because I know Adam Strange and the Strange Adventures, and I know the Green Lantern Corps. But one thing that I was hoping that with HBO Max and DC would They would bring back um, Krypton or Gotham or something. I, I know both shows, Gotham ended on its final season and Krypton was canceled. And the thing about it is, I don't look forward to the Green Lantern show. I really don't. I don't look forward to it. I like Green Lantern. I like Jon Stewart. I always felt like John Stewart should be in a film instead of a TV show. It's really disappointing. And a lot of people always talk about well, there needs to be black superheroes. It's like, what about John Stewart, Green Lantern? <laughs> like, that dude deserves that dude deserves a TV show or film. And for me, I think with Greg Berlanti, it's going to suck, in my opinion. It's going to suck. It's going to start out good. You're going to have the first good season. And the second season is going to be okay. It's not going to be good as the first one. Then the third season is going to become boring and repetitive and a straight up soap opera. That's how every Greg Berlanti show goes. It started out with The Flash. The Flash had a very good first season. It had an excellent second season. Then the Flash just went stupid. He decides, you know, fuck it. I'm going to mess with every fucking world and universe. I'm going to go to different worlds. I'm going to screw everything up. Then I'm going to start crying. Because I have to cry. (laughs) Then I have to sit down with everyone when they do their intervention. Even though it's called a group getting together, but it's an intervention, telling me that it's going to be okay, Barry. Everything's going to be good. Everything's going to be great. You're the Flash. You can fix it. We're with you. Run, Barry, run. And he runs, and you know, fixes everything after he fucked up everything. The the Flash is really the villain. <laughs> He's really the villain when when it comes down to it. He brought us a new 52 after his flashpoint. Even though it was really the reverse flash's fault, but technically it's Barry Allen's fault. <laughs> I don't know why, but he did something. And. I know a lot of you are like, man, you're just a dick to the Flash show. I, I don't mind you. I like the Flash show. I, you know, I, I want to see a Flash movie. I'm actually excited for the Flash movie. A little bit more than the Batman film, but I'm excited for the Batman film. But the Flash movie is, I think, is going to be great. It's going to be a great film. Ezra Miller is fucking weird, but. He played a good Barry Allen in Justice League, and the guy who's directing it did the It film and It Chapter Two. I, I'm excited to see what he would he's gonna do. I wish he would direct the Dead Man film, but you know they're never gonna do Dead Man. They're ne- like they're never gonna do Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing's like the one show I was hoping that HBO Max would be like we're bringing back swamp thing I would I would be in tears of joy to hear that cuz I've been waiting years for a fucking swamp thing film or show and we got the show we got they got the good team behind swamp thing they got the dudes who did the conjuring films and it got James Wan producing it and it was good it was beyond good it was perfect it was a perfect show involving supernatural and horror combined into a great comic book show they did everything to the t from the look of swamp thing to his motions to the you know style of it and all of a sudden they're like we canceled it after they aired the first episode which was perfect it was the perfect pilot and they canceled it without reason without the you know formal decision of we might bring it back with the limited amount of episodes. Nothing. They just were like, we're done. We gave you a show and we're done. And it, it bugged the shit out of me. How they just ignore everybody's comments, everybody's praise, both critically and from the fans. Most importantly the fans. But instead, they just ignore it. They 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 piss me off every time. Anytime they post like they post like Swamp Thing things because of Halloween. And they ignore every fan who's like hashtag save swamp thing. Hashtag save swamp thing is more important than release the Snyder Cut. And here's the thing I don't give a shit if they are done with. The film score, or you know, rounding up everybody to do, re- you know, the the shots that Snyder wanted to do. I mean, I don't give a damn if they bring back Ben Affleck as Batman. I really don't care. I'd rather see a Swamp Thing season two or Swamp Thing movie. Shit, I would love to see James Wan in charge of a. DC, you know, dark films, you know, and all that. I would love to see, like, Swamp Thing, then Zatanna, Doctor Fate, Dead Man, Constantine. You know, I would love to see those films, and they get together and do, you know, Justice League Dark. I would love to see that. I would love to see a Raven film. I mean, the, the Titans show... As much as Raven's on my shit list for starting the fight with, you know, Jason Todd and getting everybody to gang up on him, Raven's on my shit list. I would love to see a Raven Trigon film. Just do like a rated R film. Like, it'd be great. But, you know, they ain't gonna do it. Instead, they're gonna probably do another damn Harley Quinn film. That nobody asks for. Nobody wants. Except idiots. (laughs) And those idiots probably don't even know who Zatanna or Dr. Fate or Swamp Thing or Constantine are, except probably the Constantine from Legends of Tomorrow, which I don't understand how, how did this show get more seasons than Swamp Thing? I just i it just <laughs> it surprises me, so any anyway, <clears throat> I had to do my rant <laughs> i just <clears throat> I watched Swamp Thing. Today and I finally finished the season. I didn't get to finish the seasons when it was on, yeah, when they were airing each episode. And it just bugged me. It just like it ended on a cliffhanger where the door could be opened for another season. And hearing the stories of. Such thing as Constantine would be showing up, Zatanna, Dead Man. Dead Man's always one of those superheroes I always wanted to see on the big screen or television. And they also announced recently that Pennyworth would be back for its second season. Which I'm happy. Happy, happy, happy. For another season of Pennyworth. So. Anyway. I always wanted to see. Dead Man. I I remember they. Somehow they released like concept art. That when Guillermo del Toro. I think that's his name. I I usually call him del Toro. Because I don't have. Time to pronounce his first name. (laughs) (laughs) Released uh, concept art for Justice League Dark. When he was going to do it, when he said I was going to direct, I'm going to direct Justice League Dark, which means someday I will direct Justice League Dark because I have so many fucking projects in the works that I end up canceling half of them. You know, I'm still waiting for the Haunted Mansion film. Thank you. And I'm doubtful they're ever going to do that. You know, Del Toro is one of those directors that I always find annoying, even though a lot of people love him. It's like the time he was going to do the Hobbit film, and it got to the point where Peter Jackson's like, fuck it, I'll do it. (laughs) I, I would love to see the conversation between them. Peter Jackson's like, come on, we need to do the Hobbit. Del Toro's like, oh, I'll, we'll do it. We're gonna, we're gonna do it. And Jackson's like, fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> I, I, I always imagine that conversation being that. And I know a lot of people love Del Toro. They love his work. How great, how brilliant he is. He's like one of the most overrated directors, in my opinion. He's the guy who will be like, I'm doing this project, this project, and this project. Like He announced a while back. Let me find when he... Oh, the 2003 Hobbit game. I remember I always played that video game so much. announced, like, Del Toro announced, like, way back, um, that he was going to do Frankenstein. He was going to do the Frankenstein film. And they were going to, he was going to get the, um, I forget the one dude's name. He was going to get the one guy who played in Hellboy, not Ron Perlman, um, uh, Ch- Doug Jones to play Frankenstein's monster. Or, I think he was going to either play Victor Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster. I'm pretty sure he was going to play Frankenstein's monster. And they never got to it. They never made it. Which, you know, bugged the fuck out of me. Because I love the Frankenstein story. It's one of my favorite novels by Mary Shelley. And I was like waiting for this film. I was like, oh, this is going to be a good film. Del Toro, he did Hellboy, Hellboy 2. I love those films. They're great. And (laughs) they never made it. I, You know, it's kind of like the... um, You know, the Haunted Mansion. Nope. Never made it. Or... I mean, his... I mean, him and Kimo Kijia who did... Uh, I think that's his name. He was going to do Silent Hill. Hideo Kojima, yeah. They were going to do Silent Hill, and it wasn't his fault. Now, it wasn't his fault with Silent Hill. Um, I was really disappointed they. It was going to be like the Silent Hills, which was one project I was kind of excited for because at the time it was like the one. (laughs) It was the one thing when I heard about it, I was just like, oh, I wish I'd bought a PlayStation instead of an Xbox. And. They end up canceling it, and it wasn't his fault. It wasn't because it was going to have Del Toro, Kojima, and Norman Reedus involved. They were all going to do the Silent Hills video game, and they did like this uh, PT, which is like short for a playable teaser, which is like fucking scary looking. It's like, to the point where it's like, it's like scary looking where you're in this house and all of a sudden you're like being followed and stalked by the spirit or something. It was like really creepy. And they just never, I, I forget what happened to it. I think it ended up being like, I think canceled because over, you know, Konami and Kojima, you know, issues or something, conflicts or something. An amazing thing that happened was in 2018 of July, Simon Cromwell, a 17-year-old developer and fan of PT, the trailer, remade the playable trailer for PC and using Unreal Engine and released it for free. On July 13th, Konami called... Called uh, Cromwell and asked asking him to take down the project due to legal issues. A, cr- a request he complied with, and Konami ended up offering him an internship due to the popularity of it with the company within the company of it, which I thought was like really cool on Konami's part. So, something good did happen from the video game. Someone got an internship after making a really good. PC playable thing. <laughs> so something interesting did happen. But still with Toro, I'm still disappointed. <laughs> still disappointed. I'm surprised they never I don't know if they did more Silent Hill video games. It's been a while since I played them. So Yeah. Anyway, so, I watched this one YouTube video. I was on Twitter. Same. (laughs) Soulmates. Yep. Forever. So, I watched this one trailer, which I... It wasn't a trailer. Sorry, it was something on Twitter. I was on Twitter. uh, And I saw this weird, strange video. It was on WWE NXT. Something called Poppy. I don't know what the hell a Poppy is. I never heard of it. And it was something... It was something that they were supposed to, like, make scary. And watching it, it's like... This is so stupid. (laughs) So... WWE NXT announced... Poppy... Is coming to NXT... I don't know what the fuck poppy is. it looks weird. It's not creepy, not creepy like Marilyn Manson of the '90s creepy and uneerie and weird. This is just stupid. Like she did a 10 minute video. Saying, I'm poppy. I'm poppy. And I'm sitting there going, what the fuck is this? And my dog's barking. So, my neighbor let their dog out and their dog's barking. So, this poppy person is... Coming to NXT, a wrestling show, which I will say this. Now, this is my wrestling rant, and I will talk about it once I get Lilo out of the room because he'll be barking at the neighbors nonstop who are outside. So I'll be right back real quick. Anyway, this is going to be my mini-wrestling rant. I don't know why. I'm kind of in a mood of ranting. So, recently... So, anyway. There's been a lot of crazy things happening with WWE. They're reaching out to this Poppy person. I don't know what the hell Poppy is, so mind you. And the thing is, they might as well be worried about what's going on with their show instead of, like, we need to bring in this person to boost up the ratings because we're getting killed by AEW. And either way, AEW and WWE are going to be killed by the World Series. (laughs) Because, you know, it's a good game going on between the Astros and the Nationals, and I'm hoping the Astros win. Because I don't like the Nationals. The Nationals beat the Cardinals. So I'm hoping for the Astros to win. Because, I mean, I hate the Houston Astros. But, yeah. You know. Anyway. There's been a lot of number of NXT stars reportedly seeking for their WWE exits due to poor pay and broken promises. And here's the thing. You really can't blame them for wanting to get out because of poor pay and broken promises. NXT is supposed to be this developmental program for these people to go to Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. It ain't going to happen because they moved NXT to make it a third brand on the from the WWE Network to the USA Network, which kind of pissed me off because I have the WWE Network and it really aggravated me because it's like, what the hell is the point of paying nine ninety nine if there's not any original programs? It's basically WWE on demand. You can watch old programs, which I have nothing against it. Like, I mostly don't watch it because I really don't watch anything on TV that much. Mostly my my dad and my second oldest niece watch WWE. They usually use my account to watch WWE, which I don't care. I mean, I do occasionally watch some wrestling matches. I watch the best of Sting You know, Sting wrestling. I sometimes even look up old Attitude Era stuff, which I end up watching. Going like, "What the hell was I thinking (laughs) as a kid watching this?" So, for me, it's really annoying that they took something that was original and they moved it to the USA Network, which I can't. Blame them. I can't be angry at them because they signed somewhere in the neighborhood of thirty to a hundred million dollars per year to play it on the USA Network with TV rights fees deal. Expected NXT stars. It was you know expected for NXT superstars to benefit from the deal. They're supposed to make you know pay raise. They ain't getting it. Instead, they paid um, this boxer. I forget what the hell is his name. He goes by Gypsy. They paid him fifteen million dollars to do one match in Saudi Arabia for Crown Jewel. I I sometimes wonder. Now, mind you, I ain't in business. You pay someone fifteen million dollars. This dude is making more money than Robert Pattinson is gonna make for Batman and Pattinson's being paid five million to play Batman. I don't know why, but you know. Anyway. You pay this guy fifteen million dollars. Fifteen million dollars you could sign multiple people in that deal. The broken promises thing—I don't—I don't know what it is. Um, it could be that they were promised to be in the main roster in a couple years or something. <clears throat> These the, the talent that they have there are usually earning between fifteen uh, thousand to one hundred fifty thousand annually. Average salary is roughly eighty thousand dollars. Number of the average WWE main roster is making five hundred thousand dollars in twenty fifteen. I'm sure right now they're making a lot more money because AEW signing big name talent, you know, talent to big name contracts. And the thing is, and the thing is. A lot of these people. I mean, I'm not. I I don't know what they have to complain about. Shit. I would love to be paid fifty fifty thousand two hundred and fifty thousand to dollars. <laughs> I would love to be paid that. I would love to be paid that doing a podcast. But you know, still gotta wait for that one. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm getting money for the podcast. I'll I'll admit. You know, it's not bad though. But still. It's frustrating to hear that from you know for people who who moved from their homes to all the way to Florida. I don't know why they moved to Florida. I remember this joke someone once said about Florida. they described it as God's waiting room because <laughs> that's where most people who are older retire down in Florida. <laughs> They stay in their air conditioning homes. They don't go outside. Because it's too hot. (laughs) So. It's. I feel bad for the. NXT talent. Because. Watching the NXT programs. Recently. They're boring. I mean they're not awful as. Monday Night Raw or Smackdown. I I tell you one thing. It is frustrating to hear that. It's more frustrating to hear that they're bringing in somebody you don't even know. You don't even know who the hell this poppy is. Like, I watched a video and it's cringe-reducing. It is cringy as bad as can be. So, anyway, I had to find a Swan article. I I read recently. Hmm. Um. <laughs> An article was written uh, about Robert Pattinson. Writing why Robert Pattinson's Batman will be great for indie cinema. According to... According to the Lighthouse director. I I haven't seen the Lighthouse film. i seen trailers. I watched a clip of it. And... I, watching it, it made me go like, man, I wish William Defoe could be in Batman. <laughs> but the interesting thing about it is that it was revealed that the Batman film and the rumored J.J. Abrams Superman film, it's re- revealed that J.J. Abrams will be overseeing a lot of DC shows. Which is good and bad for me Um, the good is you're going to have someone like Abrams involved even though Abrams to me is kind of a hacky director because he basically does rehashing of films that's already been made I know a lot of people are screaming at the their phone or tablet or laptop hearing this (laughs) <laughs> i'm sorry star wars films he did are bad i'm sorry it's it's really bad because when you watch these films they're basically the star wars films are basically non-original they're not original you look at the uh, prequel films that Lucas did. At least those were original, in my opinion. But the Abrams um, Johnson Star Wars films are just, as South Park puts it, as in a South Park, you know, put it in a funny way. They're member berries. That's what those Star Wars films are. They take you back to the nostalgia. They take you back to the time where you're like, I remember seeing Star Wars in the you know first time ever in theaters. This takes me back. That's what those films are made for. They're basically member berry films. <laughs> they take you back to a nostalgia trip. And I know yesterday's podcast... I talked about Michael Keaton. Possibly rumored to be coming back to Batman. To do Batman Beyond. And I said I'd rather see him in the Batman suit. Him as Batman doing a long-awaited Batman Return sequel. And it hit me after the show where I was like... I want to see... Nostalgia. It kind of took me back to that. It made me go like... You know, I always criticize people who like the new Star Wars films because they're nostalgia trips I just realized I want to see a nostalgia Batman trip it just made me realize that and the thing is like I would love to see a long awaited Batman Returns sequel with Michael Keaton, Michelle Pfeiffer uh, somehow bring Jack Nicholson back which most likely will never happen because he's officially retired from acting And it just made me go like, you know, I really don't want to see another Keaton Batman film as badly as I want to, but I realize that it's never going to happen. Now, the Star Wars films, there is nothing original about the new of course, the uh, Last Jedi and the uh, the Skywalker film. Last Jedi, of course, was shit. <laughs> shit that should not be. Yeah, I took it from Hollywood Babylon. Give me a break. <laughs> but the Skywalker film doesn't even look that good, in my opinion. The trailer is good. It's not great. It's not phenomenal. It's not excellent or amazing. It just looks good. There's nothing memorable about it. I don't know how in the hell... The Death Star is in the film. The Death Star got blown up. Then it got rebuilt. Then it got blown up again. I don't know how. I don't know how in the hell that thing survived. Because... If my memory is correct, didn't it get blown up in Return of the Jedi? Didn't the rebel fighter... Did a group of rebel fighters... You know... Destroy the Death Star? Didn't the Falcon, like, drive out of, like... The Death Star? Luke escapes in the shuttle... With his father's body and Stormtrooper. The station gets you know explodes. And whatever. Didn't it get like destroyed. But how in the hell. Is it in the. Rise of the Skywalker. Like didn't it get like. Blown up in pieces and it like. Flew across space and. You know, never to be seen again. Now, mind you, I am not the biggest Star Wars fanatic. I'm not like my dad, who is like a diehard Star Wars fan who knows. A lot of he really likes the original trilogy. He likes some of the prequel films. But he likes the original trilogy. And I remember we went to go see Force Awakens in theaters. And it was packed. I told the story before, but I really like telling it. I remember it was Spoiler alert, by the way, spoiler alert, Han Solo dies. And I remember sitting there and we all kind of knew it was going to happen. Like the way he talked to um, Kylo Ren. And I remember all of a sudden, like the scene, Kylo Ren stabs Han, Han Solo with the You know, his lightsaber. I remember the entire theater was, like, quiet. It was, like, silent. Everyone was shocked, but couldn't say anything. And all of a sudden, I hear a voice sitting next to me going, Oh, that is bullshit! (laughs) And (laughs) I looked over, and it's my dad just, like, pissed about it. And he goes, did you see that? I was like, yeah. He goes, oh, that is bullshit. Those fuckers. They say J.J. Abrams is supposed to be the great director. Well, that's bullshit. And he was, like, mad. <laughs> I'm just sitting there. Luckily, I'm at the end of this, uh, the seats, like, near the wall. I'm just sitting there going, like, oh, man. <laughs> and... I'm just like, oh God, this is going to be bad when we get out of (laughs) here. Luckily, everyone agreed with him about how stupid that scene was. I was more pissed about Luke Skywalker being at the end of the movie than anything. And as much as I don't like Mark Hamill, I like Mark Hamill as Luke and the Joker. I just don't like Mark Hamill in politics. I just wish everyone could be like Michael Caine. Peaceful, nice. Even though Michael Caine is a national treasure to this world. He doesn't get involved in politics. He doesn't really care. But I remember the scene where... the lightsaber moves... As, you know, in the forest, you know, the snow and all that. I remember going like, oh man, this is going to be so awesome. The lightsaber is going to live up and and it's going to be in Luke's hand. I'm excited. And all of a sudden, it goes in Ray's hand. I'm like, what the fuck? I have nothing against Ray. She didn't do the lightsaber training. She didn't learn from a Jedi master. She didn't do any of that. None of it. She didn't do the training like Luke had to do. Or Anakin. I don't know why they have to make the Mary Sue in Star Wars. I don't know why they have to do that. And Sitting through this, I was aggravated when I got to the ending. There's Luke standing on the rock. Angry looking. And for me it just aggravated me. Like they wrote Luke in a way that they never written him before. And George Lucas did an amazing job writing. Now. Do I think Star Wars films are dead? Yeah. I I don't think it's it's pointless to it's pointless to make any more Star Wars films. Cuz when you look at them They really, really, really ran them into the ground. <clears throat> With all this, you know... SJW stuff. And I know that... They're going to be doing another... Trilogy films are going to have Rain Johnson, sorry Ryan Johnson, but his name is Rain <laughs> in my opinion. Do his own films and originally that Game of Thrones creators were going David David Benoff and D.V. Weiss was going to be doing another Star Wars trilogy for 2022, 2024, 2026. However, they had commitments with Netflix. And they left to do Netflix. And of course they have Kevin Feige. Developing a new Star Wars film. And I know there's a lot of people who are excited because they love Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige can do nothing wrong. He's perfect. He's a perfect person. You can't do anything wrong. He's perfect. Even though Kevin Feige is... (laughs) kind of... basic. He's a basic person. Now... I know there's some people who like Kevin Feige and... they, you know... Hail him as a king, but let's be honest let's be honest. He makes basic films they don't there's nothing really interesting about each you know marvel film like the the best solo. Superhero film in the MCU, surprisingly, is The Incredible Hulk, when Edward Norton did it. I'm not the biggest Edward Norton fan at all, but I am a fan of the Hulk comics. I like The Incredible Hulk. The psychological story of Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde type thing. Is really good. I really like the. Battle that Bruce Banner. Has in his mind. Where he's trying to. Contain everything and keep it. Neat and wrapped up in a bow. But there's something else inside of him. and his mind. That is trying to. Break out. You know. Like a fucking monster. And i I'm really aggravated that they never they never really done another Hulk film they never really gotten around to you know get the Incredible Hulk back from <clears throat> Universal. And I know a lot of people like, you know, I want to see Disney by this and this and this. And it's like, really, Disney never really got the Hulk. He's with Universal still. Which always aggravated me in a way. It's like, I don't... I always viewed Universal sort of like a studio that is more focused on Fast and Furious than they are in anything, really. And... I know there's going to be the Defenders of Marvel. Not the Defenders comic. <laughs> but there's always going to be people who defend Marvel. Like, you know, they're doing this and this and this. They don't have time for, you know, the Hulk films and stuff. It's like, it's like you know, they could make a good Hulk film. They could do, like, the Immortal Hulk TV show or the Immortal Hulk movie you know where you know they could do that film but they don't want to and I'll be honest with you I really would not want to see Mark Ruffalo in a solo Hulk film because Mark Ruffalo is a very boring actor I don't I don't know why a lot of people always think he's a good actor. He's very boring. He is one of those faces that... He either looks smug or he's about to fall asleep. (laughs) I don't know what it is. It's just... I don't really like him. He looks like one of those dudes that got beat up a lot as a kid. I know that sounds mean. yeah, But... He's kind of a pompous ass. But I've heard from people. Even though they say he's a nice guy, but... Yeah... So anyway. Yep. I'm just reading something real quick on my phone. So <clears throat> I've been asked this question about have has there any been has there been any updates to the uh the crazy story involving that couple and the uh, state park thing I I haven't heard anything about that the I have not heard that story. Um, sorry, I'm looking it up. I, I found it. I'm like laughing to myself. <laughs> uh Uh, shit. I'm sorry. It's just this story always cracked me up. an update I got from it. I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> just like laughing. <clears throat> state drops, ch- uh, sorry, state drops charges against the elderly Fairfield couple accused of lewd behavior. I think to admit that is a nice park, by the way. They got like the little, you know, creek, you know, the little creek where the little waterfall and all that. That's you know, it's a nice park. I mean, you know, who could blame people from going there, you know. So, state prosecutors dropped charges today on Tuesday against the Fairfield couple accused of exhibiting lewd behavior in their car at the Fairfield Park earlier this month supervising assistant state attorney nulled second degree charges which breach of peace charges against 82 year old Richard Butler and his 85-year-old wife, Joyce Butler, without comment. Under the knoll the state will not pursue prosecution within 13 months. The case was dismissed. The butlers had permission not to be present in court and could not be reached for comment. A couple were arrested August 16th as part of an undercover police operation due to complaints of lewd behavior at Grace Richardson Park. Four men were arrested on the breach of peace, public indecency. Their cases are pending in Superior Court. The police said they were conducting an undercover operations at the park after reaching numerous complaints of lewd activity there. Okay, I do not want to go to that park, by the way. <laughs> I would not want to go there. Would you just imagine... You walk there and you're doing a hiking trail and all of a sudden you hear something. You see skin sagging to the ground and you're grossed out and you are gone blind. You can't see anything. You end up like Hank Hill in that episode of King of the Hill. This poor kitchen table, man. I, I can relate. No one does not want to see somebody or something doing something on their kitchen table. People eat there, you know. People sit around at their table, have meals and stuff. And you're being asked all these questions of like, why is there scratch marks on your table? they look like cat claw marks what happened and you'd be like i don't i don't i don't know what happened i don't want to know and all of a sudden you see your cat on the table over there and he looks at you and you're looking at him and you're like i don't like you dude you're just sitting there and you don't know how to respond to that question Because in your mind, you're trying to erase what happened. And people bring it up. You have to throw the table out. You have to get rid of it. Because you don't want it no more. You don't want that table. So anyway... Officer Mike Zarello was walking through the park in plain clothes at four PM, where he spotted a Toyota Corolla parked directly in front of the entrance of the park. Oh entrance to the park. The windows were the windows of the car were rolled down and the officer looked into the car and saw Butler sitting in the front seat, and Joyce was in a state of undress, the police said. In later media news, Butler denied that he and his wife were doing anything wrong. They had so many damn ads on this website. So anyway... That's good news. The charges for them were dropped. And reading their interview and stuff, I, I kind of believed that they weren't doing anything. Yeah, I, I believe that they weren't doing anything. I feel like they were just accused of the wrong thing at the wrong time, you know. I'm sorry, I'm just reading stuff. (laughs) What? Oh, this one's pretty funny. I gotta read this one. Florida woman who wanted to eat more than her fair share of tomatoes at dinner table will be facing felony charges for allegedly assaulting Elderly relatives when she threw a tomato at them. (laughs) What? Katie J. Gates nineteen was allegedly charged for increased when she was denied of throwing tomatoes at her relatives. (laughs) Even the mugshot, she's like smiling, dr- looking at the camera, smiling over this mugshot over throwing a tomato at a 73 year old person. This is stupid. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing I have ever, ever, ever read. And I read some stupid things in my life. Hm Oh my God! Oh boy, I have to read this one. This one's crazy imagine imagine waking up. you wake up early in the morning. you you know you wake up. you're preparing. For breakfast after you know, brushing your teeth, washing up, preparing for your day and preparing breakfast. When all of a sudden you look out the window in your backyard and you're like this woman. Woman finds strangers having sex in her backyard. How would you react to that? You wake up and you find this story. You know. Imagine. Imagine seeing something you don't want to see. And. You're. Trying to unsee it. So. Florida homeowner. Found two strangers having sex in her yard. Monday morning, according to cops who arrested the pair on trespassing and indecent exposure charges, Key West woman told Florida that she intentionally heard individuals arguing in her backyard of her residence. When the 52-year-old witness investigated the disturbance and discovered a man and a woman, Having sex against the wall of her home. And they are ugly looking people, by the way. Just ugly looking. I mean, the woman looks like a dude. They're just ugly looking people. And it's just nasty. So, anyway. Uh, is there going to be a tomorrow podcast? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's Halloween. I don't want to record a show, you know, disturbing everybody on their Halloween. I mean, Halloween's a very important... You know, fun holiday. I wouldn't say important, but it's a fun holiday, but to me it's important. It's important important holiday to have fun. Get scared. Have fun. It's a good holiday and I I will say this. Um, I will do a Monday podcast episode because, uh, the, because, uh, let's see, the, tomorrow's what, Thursday? What is tomorrow? I think tomorrow's, yeah, tomorrow's Thursday, so, Friday I will be, you know, busy, you know because I'll be running to comic book shop and see what I can find and whatever I find because whatever I find there I will talk about on Monday's podcast going through books which you know which ones I found um yeah so I mean Monday's going to be a fun podcast cuz I popped my knuckles by the way <laughs> sorry about that Yeah, I will be doing a, you know, podcast talking about what books I found. I'm looking for um, the Injustice books. Like I, I forget. I think I have like Injustice one, year one, year two, and year four. (laughs) Because I thought it was year three, and I didn't see the small print where it says four. And I really, I really enjoy those. I, I, you know, in, the Injustice comics are like my favorite favorite stories. I wish they would do more. I know they're they finished up two, Injustice two, and now they're waiting for the third one. If they ever make a third one, which most likely they will. But I, I enjoyed the video game Injustice two, but I really love the first one. The first one's more fun. The second one is, like, a pain in the ass. I really had no enjoyment of it. Because I was so tired of the whole loot box thing. Like, they did this whole loot box shit. And there's other characters. And, like, they're like, you have to download these characters. And you have to spend all these. It was so annoying. Like, the one character I got out of it, like, from the like there was like two of them I got like out of it I got like uh, the flash and Mr. Freeze reverse you know the Jay Garrett flash and Mr. Freeze like I just got annoyed with it like with the whole injustice thing like. Like, I enjoy, like, the crossover comic that they did, like, the Masters of the Universe comic, and that was fun. But the whole, like, loot box, the whole DLC was annoying. It was really annoying. Like, I I just got so annoyed with it. I was like, what's the point of playing it? And you get all these points, you all get you get these things and you go to like the multiverse, which wasn't bad. It was actually fun. And throughout it, like you get all these boxes, like you get the gold box, silver box, platinum box, and they give you parts like upgrade your characters, which I have no problem with it. But it's really, really annoying because you always get the same Damn part. You get the same damn arm. Chest piece. Leg piece. You get nothing new. There's nothing... Like, it's always the same thing. And it's... It bugged the shit out of me. I was just like, what's the point of playing it? Like, I don't mind playing, like, online against other people. I don't mind playing multiplayer. But it's annoying. Like, I just got annoyed with it. Like, I have nothing against... You know, NetherRealm Studios and all that. Like, I, I haven't played the new Mortal Kombat. I heard some people said it's, like, not that good. But, you know, for me, I just, I rather... You know, i rather wait for, like, the next Arkham video game. Or the next DC video game, whatever they do. I hope it's another Batman video game. They really need to make another one. They really do need to make another Batman video game. Uh, Let's see what this question is. No, I haven't played... um I haven't played the uh, Spider-Man PlayStation 4 video game. Um, yeah, I, just, I never got around to playing it. I I just, I don't know why. Well, one, I don't have a PlayStation, so... Yeah, I haven't played it. <laughs> I have Xbox, so... Up yours. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I I never got to play it. So I I mean I heard from, I heard from my uh, my brother in law. He said it's a really cool game and stuff, and it, it doesn't look bad. It looks pretty good. Um, I'm still waiting for the Batman video game. That's the one thing I want is another Batman video game. Um, I you know. I can't wait for it. Um, I know there's, you know, rumors that it'll be the Court of Owls and, you know, WB Montreal tweeting, you know, Capture the Night. So, So, anyway, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a cool video game later down the road. So, yeah. Let's see what the other question is. What is your favorite short film? Oh, favorite comic book short film. Uh, I really enjoy the Batman Dead End. I think it's a really good short film. Uh, Done by a brilliant director who I wish that they would let him direct a episode of Titans or a Batman film or really any film. To be honest, any comic book film. To be honest, Sandy Colora, who did a brilliant job with it, uh, I I would love to see him do another, you know, Batman short film. But the same guy who played Batman and Dead End, and I think they did like World's Finest. It was like Superman and Batman. The guy who played Superman looked exactly like Superman, which was <laughs> which was scary and. Funny because he looked like the Alex Ross Superman, and they did a lot of imagery, which was like they did a lot of visual scenes where it was like a tribute to Alex Ross, which I thought was really cool, involving Superman and Batman. Um, you know, I I would love to see, you know, them do like their version of Batman, you know, The Dark Knight Returns, which I know Wyatt Reed who is you know, from the Show Me State as well, did, you know, Batman The Dark Knight Returns, which is on YouTube. And I think I know he's working on a sequel, which he said it would take time to make a sequel, which, for me, I'm like, take your time. Because, <laughs> you know, he, he really did an amazing job, and it took him, like, years to make The Dark Knight Returns. Short film, fan film, whatever people call it um i would love to do one one day like you know batman year one i think it'd be really awesome to do especially like in black and white which i always thought like they should i would love to see i think they did like a new r version of like batman year one and they did like dark knight returns which I love to buy it. But they charge so much for those books. I rather enjoy. <laughs> I rather enjoy the ones I have. Like I have like the first printings of. Batman Year One. In case. In fact I need to buy another one. Because. I, I have. Um, I think part four. I never got it in case. Which I should. You know. I should do that. but I you know. Um, even though I don't want to put in a case, because there's, like, some smudges and stuff on the cover. But I really don't care. I really love the artwork. I love the black and white cover of it. So, yeah. I mean, I love Batman Year One. It's, like, my absolute favorite comic. I have, like, it's funny though, I have like two different versions of Batman Year One. I have the original prints and the um, you know, first prints of the comic. And I have the first ever uh, printing of the uh, graphic novel <laughs> book of uh, Batman Year One. The reason why it's so special is because it's uh, published by WB Books instead of DC Comics, <laughs> which is always funny, which I always like because it's like it's done by WB Books instead of like DC Comics, even though it has like the DC Comics logo on it. But you see like WB Books, and it's like anytime you look at a uh, trade paperback, there's never. WB, in the in the books, you know, like, I mean, it is like in the all you know rights reserved to like Warner Brothers, but you never see it on the uh, the book, you know, the outside cover, you know, on the spine of the book, yeah, you, know, you never see that. So, for me, I really like that. Yeah, I think that's what makes it kind of unique and special because it's really rare. Plus, it was like. I think it was like published in 1988. I think a year after year one came out on in comics, it came out in 1987. So yeah, it's like the one of the uh, first trade paperback. You know, uh, which Batman comics do you not have and? In- what is the reason why you don't have it? Um, that's a good question. I, I have... I don't have the... Um, uh, what is it? Like Killing Joke? I don't have that one. The reason of it is I really don't like the Killing Joke comic. I really... It's nothing against Joker or anything. It's just... I really don't like it because it's very boring. In my opinion, I know there's going to be a lot of people who are, like, shocked. I just, I really don't like the comic. I feel like it's kind of like Alan Moore's weakest written comic. I feel like he really didn't do what, you know, he did with Watchmen or uh, V for Vendetta or anything. It's just, it's very weak. It's a very weak story. Like, I know there's going to be some people who are going to be, like, saying it's stupid to say that because it's joker you get to find out his origin yada 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 but i just i don't know i just never really cared for it i just kind of i read it once and i just thought like this is boring and stupid i you know i i like the you know the joker and i like the joker comic and uh, brian azarello's joker Because it's just, it kind of has that image look of Heath Ledger's Joker. (laughs) But at the same time, you get to see, it's told from like a different point of view. That's weird, I hear like some smoke detector going off. It's not even mine. Oh, it's a truck backing up, sorry. (laughs) Um, yeah, I I mean, like, I like the Azarello story, because the Joker in that one's kind of, like, psychotic. Like, really, like, you get to see him, like, in the comic, he skins someone alive, is, like, how fucking crazy he is. And it's, you know, it's the same way as, like, I talked about, like, Black Mask, how, in Birds of Prey, it's going to be, like, basic, boring, bland, version and the film but and the comic I mean it was really crazy how he was written in the comic to the point where Catwoman murders Black Mask like she kills him for what he did to her sister and by torturing her like Black Mask in the comic kidnaps Selena Kyle's sister and her husband murders her husband in front of her, and forces her to eat him, cannibalize him, as torture, further torture to this woman. And Selena Kyle ends up murdering Black Mask for what he did. It was crazy. <laughs> and you read that in the comics, and you're like why can't we get this dude in a, in a film? And you realize, well, you know, it's going to be rated R, violent, crazy, disturbing. You know, it's a comic book, you know. Think about the children. <laughs> so, it was, you know, it's inc- it's a crazy thing. It's like, the craziest version of the Joker, which now is Joaquin Phoenix, Heath Ledger's Joker, you know, is legendary. Basically. Get it? Ledger? Legendary? Yeah. (laughs) So. The Alan Moore version of the Joker, which... I have nothing against Alan Moore's version. I think Alan Moore's a, you know, crazy guy. I don't want to say it to his face, because he might cast a spell on me. But... (laughs) I'm kidding, by the way. I wouldn't say it to him, though. But I would love to hear a lecture from him. Like him talking about comics. and I would love to see him and George R. R. Martin have a conversation. Because George R. R. Martin talks about comics. And he's really into it. I would love to see him write a comic. To be honest. I would love to. I would love to see him write... You know, Adam Strange. It'd be interesting, but, you know. I know a lot of people are harping on him for taking his time with Game of Thrones book. Which I don't know why. Hold on, let me get some of the drink. Alright, I'm back. So anyway, um, I don't know why a lot of people harp on him for taking his time on Game of Thrones I think I think it's great for him to take his time writing his next novel because that shows dedication and craft to a writer he takes his time he doesn't throw his book out there like J.K. Rowling or anything I I think he's a you know I haven't I never read his novels. I know a lot of people are saying like you should read his novels are really good, but I never got around to it because I don't want to put <laughs> I'm one of those people like the last time I ever put my time and patience and stuff into a novel series was Harry Potter. And after I finished up those books, I was just like, I'm done. I did like the Yoda thing where I'm like, I'm tired. And just... <laughs> but I, I did read a novel uh, titled The Old Man to the Sea. Which is really good, by the way. It's a really good novel. I never read it before in my life. And one day I decided like... I'm gonna read this book and it was really good. The Old Man in the Sea by Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway. And it was a really good book. I I I read it and I I thought it was a you know classic like so. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, what is one book I never read? Um, what is the... I, I remember the one book I never... I never got to... I never read in my life. It was the... Um, shit, what was that one book? Catcher in the Rye, I never, that's the one book I never read in my life, was The Catcher in the Rye, I, I, you know, like one thing that I, I never read it, but the one thing that always bugged me was how they, you know, censorship, how they want to censor the book because of vulgar language and including sexual references and blasphemy and undermining family values moral code and courage of rebellion and that I'm always aggravated with they want to censor that book how they want to get rid of it you know I don't, I don't believe in censorship. I always say that. And, you know, J.D. Salinger is I think a fascinating figure. He's a man who never made a public appearance in his life. After he wrote the book, he sort of like disappeared. He basically, you know, him and Bill Finger were basically the same. Bill Finger just Disappeared from the public eye. There's barely enough photos of him. It's kind of the same way with uh, Steve Ditko. Ditko was the same way. He disappeared from the public eye. Never made any public appearances. Except there was like this one photo. Which I saw and I was just like, whoa. It was him exiting a building that he lived in. And it was an amazing thing because nobody had never seen what he looked like. They only seen like photos of him when he was younger. And a drawing of him when he was younger at his desk. Salinger, they finally got a photo of him and they made a documentary about him. They had Danny DeVito in it. They had a lot of people in it talking about him and stuff. And it's really a fascinating documentary because he went through a lot in his life. And it's really... It's insane, though, because like a lot of people... You know, his book was used as a defense for the guy who killed John Lennon. And, and stuff. And I think he just sort of like, you know, I'm out. I've had it. <laughs> he just sort of, you know, exit from the public eye and stuff. So, um, anyway. I'm wrapping up the podcast right now. I'm going to... Chill, relax, watch a little bit. If it's always sunny in Philadelphia, it's pretty funny though. Uh, it's the episode where Frank is. <laughs> Frank calls Mac about cricket, and he's stuck in a window. <laughs> I love. I love. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I don't know if anybody's ever watched it. Anything with Danny DeVito in, I'll watch it. Except the movie Matilda. I will not watch that film. I find it really irritatingly annoying. Nothing against the film. I just... I Let's just say I've seen it too many times in my childhood to the point where I just don't want to watch it again. So... <laughs> anyway, um... This is the final part of the podcast where I... The final thoughts. Um, I have to say, I, I hope everyone has a wonderful Halloween tomorrow. Um, I might do a podcast tomorrow. I don't know. I know a lot of people are asking, but I kind of want to do a Monday podcast where I talk about comics I bought and review and stuff and Whatever. So, uh, I hope everyone has a wonderful Halloween tomorrow. Um, Have fun. Do trick-or-treating. I don't know what people are going to do Halloween. Get scared is basically what it is. So, I hope everybody has a fantastic Halloween tomorrow. Um, If you see Michael Myers, just run. (laughs) Kidding. Um kind of a corny joke, but yeah. Anyway, um have a kick ass tomorrow on Halloween, so see you all tomorrow or Monday. I don't know. I'm kinda going for Monday. So I'll see you all tomorrow or Monday. Bye.